Welcome to Energy Analyst Talk, a podcast from ESAI Energy. Welcome to ESA Energy's ongoing series of podcasts. Today I'm joined by ESA Energy's Yao Wu, who does a lot of our China analysis and also some of our petrochemicals analysis. And we're going to talk today about the changes in the oil fins markets, including in the U.S. and China, and the implications that has for the global market for oil fins, the feedstock markets. And I think at the end we'll、uh, kind of bring this back home to the topic of U.S. Shale oil exports. So, thank you for joining us today, Yao. Thank you for having me. So, first off, where are we now in this U.S. sort of first wave of new ethane crackers? Well, just as you said, we have seen a significant growth in U.S. ethane cracker capacity. Last year, there were 2.1 million tons of capacity commissioned, and there will be 3.1 million tons of capacity starting this year. And in 2020. There will be another 3.1 million tons of ethane crackers running. So in this three years, we'll have between seven and eight million tons. Wow. So how is this affecting U.S. polyethylene exports? Well, U.S. exports of polyethylene have grown significantly in the past two years. In 2018, total P exports grew by 800,000 metric tons, and the growth rate doubled this year to 1.6 million tons so far. That's nearly 40% increase. So we expect the U.S. to export a total of six million tons this year. We see strong growth in Asia and Europe this year. So export to Asian country, except China, grew by 120 percent, and export to Europe grew by 140 percent this year. One quarter of total exports goes to Asia, and another 15 percent goes to Europe. In China, this is a different story. So China has been a big driver of this growth until 2018. The trade war led to tariff hikes for two grades of PE, the HDP, which stands for high density polyethylene, and LLDP, which stands for linear low density polyethylene. So we see declines of U.S. export to China in these two grades due to tariff hikes. LDP, which is Uh, Low-density polyethylene is not affected at this moment, and China has actually been the biggest growth market for this grade so far. But if another round of tariffs come into effect this Sunday, December 15th, then LDP export to China will take a hit. Again, total growth of PE exports will reach 1.6 million tons in 2019. Compare that to nearly 8 million tons of ethane cracker capacity in the U.S. We expect faster growth of polyethylene exports in the future. I see, and if I'm not mistaken, the ethane cracker wave in the U.S. is not the only wave of petchem investment. There's quite a bit going on in China, isn't there? Yes, yes. China has been、um, always trying to invest in achieving greater self-sufficiency in petrochemicals. They're doing so. In terms of China's ethylene consumption this year, it will reach a total of 40 million tons. Half of this demand is met by imports, especially for higher value grades, such as those materials for plastic used to make car bumpers and other auto parts. And 2019 is the first year that we really see Chinese ethylene production ramps up by two million tons. Production was flat in the past few years, and this year imports also grew significantly by 2.6 million tons. 
So like I just said, China has been adding new petrochemical capacities. They have been building petrochemical complexes that are state-of-the-art facilities to help achieve this goal of import replacement and moving up the value chain. So between 2018 and 2022, China is expected to add about 18 million tons of ethylene capacity. So we expect domestic production to keep rise and to replace imports in the future. Well, that's a lot of uh, new capacity in, in a world where even in a good year, maybe the whole global market needs, what, six or seven million tons of additional polyethylene. How's that going to affect the uh, the global market? You're right. So we already seen some marginal ethylene crackers in Asia suffering uh, with naphtha margin at decade low. So they either reduce runs or may even shut down in this oversupply market, which is pretty common. And we also see similar situations with European uh, naphtha crackers. You know, in Europe, by 2023, they will have their new ethane and PDH projects. So even if European naphtha crackers survive for now, we believe the NGL fed capacity will display some naphtha capacity in the future. So what feedstocks will China's new ethylene capacity use? So it will be a very different story from the U.S. Um, ethylene capacity expansion in China because China doesn't have that um, ethylene resources. It's actually planning to build two ethylene projects that process domestic ethane. Of these 18 million tons of new capacity we just mentioned, 12 million tons will be integrated with refineries that process median heavy Middle East crude. Another 2 million tons will source ethane from the U.S. And 3 million tons will source mostly domestic NGLs or ethane. And only 1 million ton will be based on naphtha. Well, with uh, so many naphtha crackers at risk, this must have implications for U.S. shale oil exports. How does this all tie together? Well, as we just explained, marginal naphtha crackers in Asia and Europe will really suffer this oversupply of petrochemicals. Currently, they either import naphtha or process light crude to produce their own naphtha. So when they reduce runs or even shut down in the future, that weakens the prospects for U.S. light crude exports. And in China, when refinery-integrated crackers come online, they will generate naphtha from upgrading median heavy Middle East crude. So exporting shale oil to that market is also challenging. So overall, it will be a challenging environment for U.S. shale exports. Well, very interesting. We'll have to watch these developments carefully in the next year or two. Thank you so much, Yao. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on Energy Analyst Talk, a podcast from ESAI Energy.